The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, brought to you by the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I'm your host, Kelsey Charles, joined by an incredible crew. We have Jess Navarez, Aisha Morrison, and Haley Sutton in the house. Guys, I know there's a lot of talking points going on. It's a big rivalry week for these two teams. I do want to start with the injury report, but then I also want to break down the X's and O's of the matchup because, y'all, this one is meaty. Mm. It is meaty, <laughs> for lack of a way of saying it. We're just going to say it that anyways. Um, okay, so diving in from the get-go, I mean, we've talked about Dak Prescott enough this week, mm. but we're going to talk about him one more time because we'd be remiss not to. He has been officially upgraded from DNP to limited. I know you guys spent some time out at practice today. Yesterday, he was throwing around with his left hand yesterday. I kind of feel like that was like a flex, if oh, you will. Oh, it was, 100%. We talked about it yesterday. Yeah. It was purposeful. Okay, I'm glad yeah. we're aligned on that. Um, <laughs> but listen, like, the man is on the way up. I it, it seems, for all intents and purposes, like, he's feeling pretty good about his health. Are you guys, you know, just seeing that? Do you feel like the injury report reflects that? Do you feel like technically he could play this weekend, but like because of Cooper Rush, they have another minute to leave him out? Yeah, definitely. I think that's second or the last point that you made. Obviously, when you've got Cooper Rush coming in and playing the way he's been playing, you have to give him that respect at the very least. You know, give him an opportunity to have a competitive game against the Eagles, especially with Mike McCarthy saying earlier in the week that Cooper Rush is the guy who they're preparing at starter. I think obviously it's a bonus to have uh, Dak Prescott limited, but I don't think that he could necessarily be ready to play. I think worst case scenario, something happens. It's good to have him, you know, out and throwing and getting those reps. But I think this is Cooper week. Cooper week again. And that's also <laughs> promising just hearing, you know, CeeDee Lamb and some of the other players talk about just the way that the ball feels, the delivery, things like that, things feeling normal. I mm-hmm. think that's good for us to be hearing um, in regard to, you know, how he's passing the ball, if he is passing the ball, whatever the case may be. So um, definitely promising stuff. I, I, I Like we talked about, we want him healthy. Yeah. Like, yeah. regardless, you, you want the guy healthy. And honestly, something that I was concerned about, like, when you start talking about playing a Philly defense that is kind of nasty up front, man, like, I just you start thinking about the subsequential injuries and how they happen sometimes, and I'm just like, I don't even want to risk, you know, somebody just accidentally banging it. Like, cause it was yeah. very mm-hmm. accidental the way that it happened. So, right. um, yeah, I'm just waiting. I'm all right. Well, yeah. I think we all right. Like, yeah, <laughs> and I'm cool with waiting because, again, I, I think everybody forgets how early on we are in the season, and Tracking. you want to think of the long term of this team and what I think we're, we all know they're capable of doing this season sure. um, if they continue to build up like they have. So looking at the long term of it, I don't want Dak to be put in a position or – anything to don't rush baby <laughs> and you ride off of what Cooper Rush has done the last yeah. few weeks you know you ride off of it you build on that success and you keep going with it as long as you need to okay I know we talked about it a lot but I want to just throw this one more thing in here before we move on to the other injury report items um, again there's been two camps of the conversation about if Cooper Rush keeps playing well if he wins this divisional rivalry which would be massive for him do you keep him in right you know it's 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 a pretty controversial take but then there's the other side that's like absolutely not 
Dak is a starter, franchise quarterback. You paid him for a reason. Well, I thought this was an interesting perspective. Um, someone who's actually been there before, Troy Aikman. You might have mm-hmm. heard of him. He was on DFW's The Ticket, and he said, um, listen, do you put Dak in? Like, it's a conversation that's happening right now. He actually had this happen to him in 1991 where he got injured, and Steve Berline came in and won the last five games of the regular season. And Troy was like, listen, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm ready to play. But Jimmy actually stayed with Steve in the postseason, and Troy was upset about it. But I feel like I personally have been of the camp of, no, absolutely not. That's your starter. That's my franchise quarterback. Like, I appreciate you, Coop, but I'm going with my main guy. But I do have to say I felt like it was pretty interesting to hear that perspective come from Troy Aikman, not only a guy that's been there himself, but a legend in these halls, if you will. Mm -hmm. I... Along that same line, I think that that's the obvious thinking, right? Like, thank you so much, Cooper. Dak's our guy. And it was interesting today listening to Cooper talk because he kind of actually alluded to that himself. You know, someone asked him uh, just about that and, uh, you know, what it would be like when Dak's coming back or whatever, what he's learned. And and Cooper said, you know, like, yeah, like, Dak's our quarterback. Dak's our guy. I'm gonna, And basically he said, I'm going to hold down the fort until Dak is ready to come back. And so to me, that's the most impressive thing about Cooper Rush is that from the very beginning, he's known his role. He knows that he's just he, – he, I don't want to say this disrespectfully, but right now he's kind of a placeholder, right? Mm-hmm. He's come in, he's done his job, and he's been incredible at what he's done. Sure. Uh, but just the recognition uh, to, you know, we talked a lot about self-scouting today. So just having that inside of him being like, look, I'm going to come in and do what I need to do as long as I need to do. And then when Dak comes back, you know, say la vie. And you know what? Nick Sirianni, the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, actually talked about this in a press conference this week saying, hey, we have more tape on Cooper Rush than any of the other teams that played him this season, which, yeah, obviously. But um, I, I think something that we, we've we talked about uh, many, many times is Cooper Rush ha- has been set up for success by the coaching, by the team around him, by the culture that's really cultivated uh, within the Cowboys locker room. So I think, yeah, at this point, we know what's happening. We know Cooper Rush is the backup. (laughs) Dak is QB1. And, you know, as long as Cooper Rush needs to be in, that's fine. As long as Dak is healing to the full extent. I loved what he said, too, uh, just real quick while we're talking about Cooper. Uh, Whenever I asked him, you know, like, what have you learned in these last couple of weeks? Just about, like, not just about yourself as a quarterback, but as a person. And I love what he said. I can't wait. I'm going to put it on Twitter later. But he just said, you know, it's okay to be yourself. Like, it's okay to embrace it. You don't have to make it into this big spectacle. You can be who you are and be successful and, like, what a message just for life in yeah. general, right? <laughs> like here's beautiful. this guy who's you've seen him come out of his shell over the last couple of weeks, but just as a quarterback really stepping up and to have that, again, just that self-awareness of being like, yeah, you can be the quiet kind of quirky guy to come in for the big time quarterback and you can still be just as successful in your own way. So sure. I just wanted to throw that in there. I love that. Uh, now, when we were talking about injury reports, I wanted to definitely add that uh, – Jordan Mailata, um, for the since can we talk about the yes, injury yes. report? So uh, Jordan Mailata, uh, their left tackle, um, he's important to what they do offensively. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. It looked like he was limited in practice today, so we'll keep an eye out on that. Um, and then also to uh, Jason Kelsey, he's dealing with yeah. he, the center, um, fantastic center. He is dealing with a high ankle sprain. So Landon that is something. Dickerson too. Yes, absolutely. Also too, their kicker uh, Jake Elliott, he didn't kick last week. They brought in Dickerson. The kicker, yeah, baby. The kicker. Um, 
Um, so, you know, when you start looking at some of their injuries and maybe, I mean, those guys are hampered up there. A few of those guys are dealing with some injuries that may, you know, bode well for the Cowboys defensive line. But for special teams, I mean, the Eagles have only kicked six field goals. They're the bottom of the league special teams wise. So um, I think that's a matchup. We'll get more into it later. But yep. yeah. some of their injuries are key when you start talking about special teams. It's definitely going to be important, in my opinion. I think that's one of the actually underdog storylines of this entire game because Rivalry games, you can always throw everything out the window, right? Especially with the Cowboys and Eagles. It's quite probably like the most heated it has been in years um, for obvious reasons. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a massively key component for this game. A couple other injuries I want to make sure we just touch on before we, we move on to actually just entire rivalry in general because I love this week. Micah Parsons upgraded to limited, which I think is important. He is going to play this weekend, or at least he has been vehement that he will. And so, yeah, I believe him on that. <laughs> Jason Peters, um, he's going to be a go, it seems like. And I think the rest are kind of par for the course. We know Demarcus Lawrence, he's obviously dealing with an injury. But, you know, it seems like this this team is fueled by this chip on their shoulder where they came into this this season and not a lot of people believed in them. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I'll be, I'll be frank, on paper, rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the things that they should have been upgrading, they didn't technically per se upgrade they lost a lot of guys in free agency you know it it just didn't seem like they went out and solved the problems that needed solving and then on top of that you lose your quarterback and everyone's like well they're done and you know they've turned around and said well look at us now just kidding yeah Yeah, literally (laughs) and I I respect the hell out of it I really do like I love I will eat crow all day if this is what it looks like and uh CeeDee Lamb talked about that in his interview talking about you know playing they they are playing with a chip on their shoulder and even listening to Tank's interview today there I'm so glad you brought it that chip got some dip on it to say that because it's so interesting (laughs) when you talk about you know like the quote-unquote disrespect that this team feels being called underdogs it wasn't until today that it really resonated with me how annoyed they are really at that at that um narrative like when tank the first three questions that tank was asked today or roughly the first three were all about jalen hurts well what (laughs) does jalen hurts offer like how do you stop jalen hurts and finally tank said y'all like i'm not doing this anymore like we are also playing in the game like if Mm -hmm. y'all either gonna ask me about what we're doing or i'm not talking to you and i just i love that energy because like sometimes you do get caught up in like what the Eagles are offering and sure it's like the easy way out or it's the it's what's in front of you to say like here's the matchup here's what you're looking at but like he put us in a place you know what I mean he put us in check and that's very common like and we've talked about it plenty of times it's one thing about Cowboys Nation that I think like we forget we got guys too yeah, we got, we got guys a lot too. of guys, and, and like, and, and and when you're talking about this defense, this defense is looking like, yeah, the Eagles do have some changes, but they're thinking we, we played the same off. No, they're we thinking we played the same offensive line last year. Absolutely, and then they 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 you know essentially when you look at the the point totals of last year, I mean they're like we beat this team by almost 40 points in both games yeah. last year. Is there no relevancy to what happened? And granted, it is a new season and stuff, but this defense is like we they feel better than what they did last year. And so I do understand some of like, hey, uh, can y'all mention us? Can y'all talk about yeah. us, yeah. please? Because like I said, it wasn't until Tank spoke today that I was like, oh, like, dang. No, they're over it. They're well, over it. You look at not only does this defense have the stats to back up what they have created this season, but then it goes with what we were talking about earlier this week, that they also 
do things that do not show up on the stats. Say they create that. those key plays for players to step up. You have, you know, even the the silent killers of the defense who, you know, you see in a game every now and then. Anthony Barr, perfect example. Anthony Barr on Sunday, everyone's like, oh, where has Anthony Barr been? He's well, been there. You haven't been watching <laughs> enough He's if you haven't there. seen him making plays uh, or, or making uh, making things happen for other guys to make plays. And it's just so complimentary within that defense. This entire team really the culture is just so special and I will speak on that soapbox every single <laughs> time about that. I actually do want to talk about the culture more but not just with this team but with this rivalry because mm-hmm. I think that in recent years the NFC East has just been such a roller coaster sure. right like I am a I, I I pride myself on being like a little bit of a meme lord on Twitter and <laughs> when I say meme lord I mean just like taking people that make amazing memes and re- retweeting them and and I I have one saved on my phone that is like four trash cans lined up and it's like all of the NFC yeah. logos on them, right? That wasn't that long ago, folks, okay? And now you've got Eagles sitting atop the division at 5-0. and You've got the Cowboys 4-1. and one. Uh, You've got the Giants 4-1. and one. Commander's like, whatever. See you later. But either way, it's like... <laughs> It's like, are we are we demanding respect as a division right now? Absolutely. Uh, I loved today too. I don't know who asked, but somebody yeah. said like it went from NFC lease to, to NFC beast. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm like BRB. I'm about to try and figure out how I can get that in my rewind tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, I mean, like, they, I think you have to. At the, I think it's, I think what's challenging for people when you look at the NFC East is just the dumpster fire that it has been for so long. Do you know what I mean? It's consistently been just not great across the board, and so now I think it's hard for people to go to to put that respect like they look at the eagles and they say oh well you know like easy schedule they look at the cowboys and they say oh well you know there's always a reason the defense or whatever yeah and so it just i think it's hard for people to actually rationalize that like the nfc east is good this year respect on our name but there's not always a reason though like that's that's part of it is there doesn't have to be a reason it's just the nfc east and and that name the first thing people associate it with is oh Uh, laughable division. So when you're seeing really these teams play on Sunday night, I couldn't think of a better matchup for a Sunday night game than the Cowboys and Eagles this week with where both of them are in their season. I mean, um, I asked Seedee, hey, what or was I loved yeah that I asked CD I, I said hey so how is it going to feel when you strip that undefeated title away <laughs> from the Eagles and his eyes kind of lit up and he's like oh well yeah you that's some manifestation in the locker room I'm trying to I'm here for that I'm trying to I'm like everybody <laughs> Look, everybody they're not killed it in defeated. the locker room Goodbye today. Today. so she much she did today. but I, I also think that this is something that we're seeing like it's just a shift of power in the NFC man mm-hmm. like good call, call it what you want but I, I feel like there's a big changing of the guard I guess you want to say like you see it you're seeing a lot of these older quarter no offense to older quarterbacks Tom Brady's. I thought you were pointing at me like no offense to older and I was like excuse <laughs> you barnacles <laughs> but no nah, you're seeing some like I the same y'all thing. the quarterback the quarterback play in the NFC I think has a lot to do so with what we're gravestone. seeing uh, <laughs> I'm sorry keep going I love you put so your much. down payment on the gravestone nah, start a GoFundMe for nah, Kelsey's I think, tombstone y'all no, she lived a good bad, life. Y'all, like, uh, but no, I think that I think that also what you're seeing is like people are just gonna have to get over it, man. The NFC is gonna change a lot right now. You, like I said, you got a lot of the older quarterbacks. Like the quarterback play level in the NFC is just not it's not the same as in the AFC right now. So I feel like, yeah, you might see 
divisions that typically aren't like good or whatever teams that you would consider like this is the opportunity for them those those teams that were dominant all these years we start talking about like Green Bay the Saints all those teams like they have different coaching staffs they have different quarterbacks all that stuff there yep. a lot of teams are in a rebuilding phase so when you start looking at the Cowboys and Eagles you look at how they've drafted you look at some of the things they're doing so I think that's also something like People got to get over the fact that the the NFL in itself is changing and you're going to see teams that you typically wouldn't see in the playoffs and stuff like that because it's that transitional time of, like, I guess, football right now. And part of that, too, is you look at even just the similarities with the Cowboys and the Eagles, there's depth at positions that they haven't had before. Specifically with the Cowboys, you look at the depth within the defense, (laughs) that took time to build, right? So um, I would almost have it, you take those building years, We've, we've seen what have happened the last couple of years to get where they are now. Because right. now, the depth within this defense. But then again, too, you look on the Eagles side of things. They are built. They may not have, in my humble opinion, the depth that the Cowboys have, right? But <laughs> they have the depth. And, and it's nothing to, to, uh, to play about because they have the depth. It's there. And it's young depth within both of these teams. That's what I think is so exciting, that these are young players, that these are matchups we're not just going to see this season, but we're going to continue to see grow and no. grow as time goes on. Well, I want to talk about the matchups some more. We're going to take our first break and dive into just that. So go ahead and stay with us, and we'll be right back. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. to this second segment of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, provided to you by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Guys, head to at t Stadium on Saturday, October 22nd to experience Rally Day, presented by SeatGeek. Get ready to cheer on your Dallas Cowboys with tours of at t Stadium, ticket giveaways, games, inflatables, and more. Visit at t Stadium.com slash Rally Day for tickets and more information. All right, so while um, that whole thing is going on and you guys are getting ready for the game over at at t Stadium. The Cowboys are getting ready for a big, big matchup. Again, we know this is a big divisional game for them. Eagles are currently sitting at 5-0. and Cowboys 4-1. and um, If you want to be a homer for a second and I'll just throw some fun stats your way because that's what I like to do. The regular season series is 
actually in favor of Dallas. They lead it 69 to 53. That's kind of fun. And if Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys go into Philly and get a win, the Cowboys would record their ninth straight win over an NFC East opponent. That would be the longest active win streak against one's own division. Last time they did that was 1998 to 1999. So um, it's been a minute, and I feel like that is the momentum this team needs. Because, again, you mentioned there's transition in this league. There's transition within this team. And I feel like that would just be like a big bow on top of what this team has just been able to do in terms of turning, you know, lemons into lemonade. So um, I I do want to touch base really quickly. I feel like Jason Peters, to me, in terms of storylines, I love a good guy that used to play somewhere, (laughs) goes to a division rival, and then plays again. I mean, you guys remember DeMarco Murray going to the Eagles? Like, I I wanted— like That was heart-wrenching. Part of me died inside. I'm not going to lie. I was mad at him. I I will never forget that. I was literally at soccer practice and came out into the locker room and saw that news, and I— that's like a yes. moment in time that you look back as a Cowboys fan. You just remember. You're like, I know exactly where I was, yeah. what I was Ugh. doing, because it was just so emotional. But that's what's going to be for Ugh. Eagles fans watching Jason Peters on the other side of the ball, yeah. like Good. in their most hated rivals outfit. And, he, you know, Good. obviously you guys have been asking them <laughs> tons of questions about that. it this week. Their outfit, <laughs> their uniform, their unis, <laughs> their kits. Not outfit. I love that. I do that all the time. Like oh, all, the, all the youth are saying the drip, the fit. I'm like, I tried to say that one time. I was like, God, I sound so old. I'm weak. I am ancient. Anyways, Jason Peters said. Aisha pointed that out. I know. She's like, get more Botox, please. Do we have a sponsor for that? We should. Um, she talked about the dislike between the fan bases, and he and he said, I just know Philly fans are effing idiots when it comes to the camaraderie and the Cowboys, any team, really. They know that. They pride themselves on being nasty. Philly fans are the wildest fans out there. And then Jason Peters, um, Jason Kelsey, rather, on the other side, was saying, listen, like, this is a matchup. All I know is that, you know, it's more than just a game. It's actually, like, a cultural thing for yeah. all of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, it means so much to both sides of the team. It, it, I just feel like... We're all excited for many reasons, but this week is different. It's just it's special. So in the locker room, um, I was talking to James Washington, a name we haven't brought up for a minute. And I'm like, hey, so. how are you doing? How How's everything? You know, and I asked him, you know, being more of a veteran player and, and being within this division before, you know what these games mean and, and you can give guys good advice and, and you can really hone in on on giving them the advice on what to expect. And I, I said, you know, those Philly fans can be a little ruthless. How, how do you take that? Because when you're watching the game and you see fans throwing things and, and acting all, yeah, all crazy, yeah. <laughs> you know, on the outside, you're like, quit doing that to our players, you know. But then on the player side, I was curious, like, how, how do you feel about that? And he goes, I think it's funny. Like, I, I kind of laugh at it. And I'm like, really? Like, you, you laugh. And he's like, I mean, I ignore it. But, yeah, I've been around it enough that, you know, it, it's it's cool to see them so engaged, essentially, in in their sport. But he's like, yeah, I laugh at it. Philly's Philly. Like, that's, you know, it was a really good, good conversation. I also him. think you have a lot of young guys in this locker room yep. that may be too, I don't know, too young and, like, they don't care. Like I and I, not not in like I don't care, but it doesn't affect them the same way because they maybe they don't understand the rival yeah. or they're just like they're young and they're like I'm just here to play. Like cuz even talking to uh Jake Ferguson, I talked to Jake Ferguson and Henny today. They're hilarious. They're hilarious. Henny and Ferg. That's so cute. Do they call each other that? I called them that. I was like I love that. They're like so I talked to hilarious. them today and I was just kind of talking to them about the game and they're just like 
yeah, I mean, we're just excited. Like, I I really do think some of these guys, these young players on this team are so just like, I'm here. Like, I'm mm. excited. I'm just excited to be here that they're not so much worried about all of that going on. I know it's going to affect them, but also, too, we talked about it. They got some good mentorship in mm-hmm. here on, like, exactly what to expect. You you got Jason Peters in this in this locker room, so he could be like, don't stand over here. Don't go through this tunnel. Don't, don't do this. According to Tyler don't, Smith, don't bring your families to the yeah, game. I mean, <laughs> and, and all of that stuff's important, but I don't know. Some of, some of these young players, listening to them today, they they seem like they're pumped up, and it, it just seems like they, they're just ready to go. It's like they've never experienced it, so they want to see what it's like. Speaking of young players, Kevontae Turpin, I asked specifically, like, what has Jason Peters said to all of you guys? Something he brought up that I think was very interesting was wearing good cleats because you're in an outdoor area. So mm. he said the biggest piece of advice he's gotten is the cleats and playing outside, which he said could work to his advantage. He's like, I feel like this is the week I, I need to prove myself. <laughs> and so calling it now, Kevontae Turpin, taking it home so you as, can play this back As yeah. someone who used week. to live with the equipment manager, I am very familiar with the changing of cleats when you move to venues. When we were in London, they had to have special cleats. I mean, again, like it is – there is so much detail that goes into this game. They'll probably bring two or three sets of cleats for these guys. They have to sometimes get the spikes out because, again, if you're on natural grass, it's different than turf. So, again, lots to talk about. I do want to dive into the matchups, though, because, you know, again, there's lots to be said about this. Jalen Hurts, speaking of respect, I mean, that man is an MVP candidate right now. We were calling him a potential running back no less than four years ago, right? Like, I mean, yeah, but it's the same thing that everybody did with Lamar Jackson and look at how he – Sure. To me, that's kind of how I see that transition. And when I look at Dak, I see a lot of – I mean, it's a lot of I – mean, not, not Dak. When you look at Jalen, there's a lot of similarities in his game to Dak when he was early. Like, just – I mean, he's just learning the, the position now, and he has an adequate offensive line that's helping him as well, but, like – yeah, I, I, I'm not going to sit up here and act like Jalen does not look like an improved player. He definitely looks improved in some areas. But his, his running ability is really driving a lot of their offense's uh, productivity. I actually was going to ask you about that because I, I was looking into some of the ways that this team has been successful. It seems like they've gotten a, a good lead in the first half of several of the games, which I think is important. My response to that would be 20. Cowboys need to make sure they have the halftime adjustments. We've talked about that being a need of area of improvement for them. But also it feels like he's just matured as a quarterback, right? A lot of people were saying, listen, he could beat you with his feet. That's great. But he's also become more accurate. Whenever these defenses play him, if they put him in man-to-man, like he's he's reading that and tearing them apart. If they play you a little softer and put you over in more of a zone, he's 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 becoming accurate as hell, mm-hmm. which is really important for him. And defenses have to take note of that. Like Dan Quinn, I, I have full faith in him, but you just you can't. You can't just go out and say, here's a blanket statement of how the blueprint is going to be to beat Jalen Hurts and this team. So I guess, you know, based on what you guys have been seeing leading up to this game, the performances they put on the table thus far, on tape thus far, offense for the Eagles is their strong suit. Cowboys defense is obviously their strong suit. So what are some key matchups, and Aisha, I'll go to you first, that you really want to make sure that people are staying tuned for coming this weekend? Okay, so... um I mean, it starts, we're talking about it starts in the trenches. I think when you look at um, this game overall, I'm far less worried about the Dallas defense than I am the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, when you start looking at what what Philly does well, their front sevens is, is kind of crazy, right? Like, they do have depth there. Uh, Fletcher Cox, uh, Sweat, like, Hargraves. They have guys, uh, Jordan Davis, who's really come along in the last couple of weeks. Um, they have guys up front that can make you pay. And so one of the biggest matchups I'm looking for this game is how Connor McGovern 
plays in this game back. I think that him and Tyler on that left side are going to really have their hands full. Uh, also, to uh, Tyler Biotish dealing with Jordan Davis, the middle of their defensive line, of Philly's uh, defensive line, is really their strength. It really drives a lot of what they do in their secondary. Secondary only is giving up, what, like a what, 58% um, uh, percentage rate, like, you know, yeah. completion percentage rate. So yep. they're getting a lot of help from the guys in their front end. I would look for the middle of the Cowboys offense and how the offensive line and how they handle the Eagles defensive line is going to be a big part of how the Cowboys get going in the run game, especially. Um, yeah. So what's up? I feel like that's pretty interesting, too, because <laughs> I, I think that, again, like it feels like the, the lights are really on like Jalen Hurts and the offense. But in reality, it's. You don't want to leave out their defensive side of the ball nah, either. They, yeah, their defense is stout, and their defense is a big reason why they've stayed in you know, some of these games. Also, too, like we talked about, we talk about field position and things like that. They're not getting a whole bunch from their returners, and, thing, and so their offense is moving the ball solely on their own. They do have like a second-quarter surge. Mm -hmm. They're averaging like 18 points in the second quarter, which is allowing them in the third quarter to kind of take their foot off the gas, kind of relax a little bit. But I think that with this Cowboys defense, you got to play all four quarters because they also can cause turnovers. And Would you call so. that relaxing in the third quarter, or do you feel like because they are so dynamic and it is – it really is kind of a high-powered offense that they're more like tapering off. Do you think, feel like they're running out of steam uh, by necessity because they just have exerted so much in that first half? Or that's a place that the Cowboys could capitalize off of? Or do you feel like it's just like truly like, hey, listen, like, okay, we're, that's our strategy? So I did some digging, and it's a mixture of a couple things. I think that the Cardinals in, in particular, I think they adjusted well in the second half better um, run defense-wise and stuff like that. But I also, except for the last drive, they couldn't stop a nosebleed. But... Um, <laughs> But but I will say that with Philly, am I gonna get in trouble? Good. My bad. But no, I'm loving it. It's great. <laughs> but I will say that with Philly, uh, I think that a lot of it is them. I, you've seen kind of Kellen do it. That's what I was saying. I think that the Philly offense and Dallas's offense is similar in how they do things a little bit. It's a lot of protection, like you know, kind of protect your quarterback and keep that lead. So they play. I guess cons I guess you could say somewhat conservative. A lot of underneath stuff, a lot of intermediate stuff. They're not really trying to take a lot of big shots. But last game, they lost a lot of offensive linemen in the middle of the game. So uh, Mylotta went down. Kelsey went down. So then you saw their offense really decline in the second half because a lot of what they do is screens and stuff for their tight ends and wide receivers. So, yeah, like. I don't know. I think a lot of their decision-making in the second half was, yes, defense is adjusting to them, absolutely, but then also them also just playing a little bit more conservative because they have a lead. So, Haley, let me ask you this, because it seems like the, the narrative this season has been that this Cowboys defense is going to be the one that wins the game, right? Mm -hmm. And now that they have their hands full with the Eagles offense, mm -hmm. it kind of feels like the script has been flipped a little bit, where it is actually genuinely on the Cowboys defense to do their job and do it well and, you know, keep it keep it kosher over here. But then on the flip side, Cooper Rush and team mm -hmm. need to really, really be able to exploit. While the Philly defense is nothing to laugh about, it is if you had to pick your poison, like we're going to go with their defense. So do you feel like that's a fair assessment? No, I do. I mean, I think Mike McCarthy and the entire organization has been very forward in saying that this is a team that's going to rely on its defense all year. So I love that they've embraced that, and I love that even the offense, CD talked about it today, mm -hmm. you know, like they know that the defense is going to show up work. They know that they have work to do. What I think is really interesting about Cooper playing this game versus Dak playing this game is I think this is our first opportunity to really get to see Cooper feel 
not necessarily feel confident because I think he's been confident the whole time. But I think this is an opportunity for him to be like, look, I'm no joke. You know, like I've come in and I've done my job. I think the wide receivers are a little bit more fired up now that Michael Gallup is getting back into his groove with his little toe drag swag. You've got <laughs> Noah Brown, you know, kind of solidifying his role as well. And then, of course, CeeDee Lamb. So I think if those guys can secure the catch, I think this is a really good opportunity for them to kind of show, you know, like, yeah, our defense is banging, but like we can get it done too. And I've said it through the last couple of weeks, the team that gets to 21st is the one that's going to win with this mm. Cowboys team. If they're mm-hmm. the ones that get to 21st, the defense can has proven to hold them off. And I think what's interesting um, about this matchup, you talked about um, second quarter scoring being high for the Eagles, but in the second half of games, the Eagles have kind of struggled to put points on the board. They're very much a load heavy in that first half, put up points and then just maintain through the rest of the game. And so I think that that could bode well for the Cowboys too. If, like I said, if that offense gets going, if they're firing on all cylinders. And like I said, I think this is a kind of not a make or break game for Cooper, but just an opportunity for him to go out with a bang, so to sure. speak. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, and I think capitalizing in the red zone has been uh, a matter of importance for the Cowboys, you know, really this entire time that the the season has been in duration. And and I think um, it's been amazing to see Brett Money Maher be Brett Money Maher with that leg. And I said it earlier this week, I'm glad that uh, he has really come into his own and become very uh, uh, stable. He's he's become a Kinda staple automatic. and stable for, you know, really the Cowboys in getting all of these points on the board. However, I think making sure that you're getting your seven and not your three is yeah. so yeah. important. And that, that needs to be... Don't settle, kids. Yeah, that yeah. never settle. Queens, kings, everywhere. <laughs> never settle for anything. Um, but, Jigsaw will love that. Uh, <laughs> good. Um, but you know what I think? I think that is something of importance, especially for this game, because like you said, Haley, they need to put the points on the board. And I, I appreciate Brett Maher, but... Give yeah. the man a rest for the week, and then you know what? Just just let things fall where they may, but please get seven on the board. Something else I wanted to mention was um, Eagles defensive tackle Jordan Davis really had an impactful game against the Cardinals, and uh, I mean, really, he showed great self awareness. He's a young player, um, and really, arguably, coming off of his best game with the Cardinals. Yep. So, here's the thing, though. He hasn't met uh, a goat yet called Zach Martin. <laughs> so I'm excited to see uh, that matchup really keying in on that as well. And then again with the Eagles, they're 13th in red zone offense. So, well, defense rather. So there is opportunity there. I mean, they're stout against other stout for the most part, fourth in yards, but 25th in third down defense. And when you look at the Cowboys offense, they're like 29th in third down. So I know Chris was saying in the back, something's got to give. What's going to give? <laughs> and uh, yeah, like this, it's, it's so crazy because it's such like strength on strength or weakness on weakness so then when you start talking about like we were talking about special teams I think field position is going to be huge in this game Brian Anger we are talking to you we talking (laughs) to you Brian Um, (laughs) no I think it's going to be huge in this game uh, because you're talking about both defenses you want to make them earn it like both sides of the ball offensively are going to have to earn it so you are going to be looking for good punts I'm expecting to see Bones do some crazy he, I seen him earlier he had that look in his eye oh <laughs> don't. I'm joking <laughs> he's tall my bad but yeah like uh, he's so wonderful he's a giant human she was like I see why they call him Bones I'm like yeah cause, <laughs> so tall yeah but um I think I think you can see special teams get a little busy in this game to kind of balance out everything right okay. now like I think you could see maybe some some stuff 
from them. I'm, I'm telling well, you, Cavante Turpin, he seemed pretty <laughs> sure that this was the week. Ladies I mean, and gentlemen. I mean, just probably because he's looking at tape. Because good Philly, Philly <laughs> the, out of the four games, well, out of the five games they've played, four times, I think out of the four games, they've given up a 10 yard return each game. So, and you're talking about Cavante Turpin, who averages like 14 yards. His mouth is like watering. Yeah. So, there's a, hopefully there's opportunity because even if it's just 10 yards, that's another first down your your offense doesn't have to get. And, th- and it looks like first downs are a little hard to come by out here in these streets. Which Our, Mike talked about earlier. Yes, I don't know he if sure you remember did. because someone asked him what the struggles on third down has been. And it's he didn't even talk down. about third down. It's he said, downs, you know, yes. like, well, we can't even address third down issues because we're having issues on first and particularly on second down. <laughs> uh, so, all the downs. Go all right. Just all the Downs. Well, we'll talk a little bit more about special teams, and I want to switch gears and go to the other side of the ball and break down those matchups, too. We're going to take our final break here. Stick with us. We'll be right back, y'all. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. It's Smoothie King's original Angel Food and New Angel Food Slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups, so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. All right, guys, welcome back to the final segment of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, brought to you by Jigsaw Dating, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Monster Jam, y'all, it's coming up. The most action-packed motorsports experience in the world returns to Arlington. Celebrate the 30th anniversary of Monster Jam on Saturday, October 15th at AT AT&T Stadium. Tickets are on on sale now at SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium. Okay, so we talked about... Uh, their defense versus our offense and how our offense really has to step it up. They actually might be the key component to win this game, assuming that defense is just doing their defense things, right? DQ, we love you. But I want to flip the script a bit and talk about our offense. I'm sorry, their offense, Jalen Hurts, against our defense. So uh, Nick Sirianni, head coach of the Eagles, actually had some interesting things to say about Micah. Everyone talks about Micah, but take a quick listen and then we'll dive in. I just remember just how much of a playmaker he is, he he is and how he, he was and you know being a, at Penn State and um, so a lot of respect for him. He's he's doing the same things he was doing in Penn State and he's doing it at a high level in the NFL. Okay, so that soundbite I loved because Nick Sirianni was asked, "Hey, during the 2021 NFL Draft, did you ever think of uh, maybe getting Micah?" And he was like, "Honestly, I was really focused on." Um, Devontae Smith 
that year. He's like, so I don't really remember. But what was interesting, because I went back and I looked at the stats from that game he's talking about in Penn State. It was the 2019 Cotton Bowl um, where Penn State played Memphis. Micah had, this isn't 2019, y'all. Micah's in college, okay? He had 14 total sacks, seven solo tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss within that game. That was in 2019. He had 14 what? 14 total tackles. I tackles. I thought you said 14 sacks, and I You're was like, like my man, goodness, that sheesh. boy was busy. They were no, he ate his Wheaties that day. No. Even then, though, 14 total tackles no, a in a college yeah. game, that's that's huge. So that's what Nick Sirianni was talking about, remembering him even being a playmaker back in college. So I thought that was pretty cool. So we obviously know Michael's going to be a big component, and Aisha, I want to turn to you and talk about, again, you know, asking you to set the script in terms of the matchups that we should be watching for in terms of the Eagles offense against this Dallas defense, we know it's strength against strength. Mm-hmm. Are there areas at all that you feel like this Cowboys team can exploit? Sugar, honey, iced tea. Uh, so, <laughs> I mean, they may or may not have a, car, a corner, um, Gardner Johnson, and CJ Gardner Johnson. They moved him to, he's kind of playing this weird hybrid role right now where he was a, my, you can't hear me. There you go. You there can you hear go. me. My I bad. Can hear you now. <laughs> I'm wow. trying to hear you. Can My you bad. Hear? Well, because the it's giant. That is a really big mic. <laughs> Has that always been there? I feel like that's a new. I have no idea. This is good. Okay. But the gentleman has been moved to – he's playing kind of like this safety situation, and this guy's originally a corner. So um, I'm not going to say, like, you just picking him to pick on. <laughs> but I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, secondary-wise, you know, James Bradbury's had a good season. Um, they brought him in this offseason. I don't – I don't know if you just be like picking on people, but that's probably the guy that I would, I guess, pick on. I think the middle of the field is going to be open as well in certain areas. If you can get behind their linebackers, they're, 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 they're some rangy guys, like their linebackers because they're white. Um, but as far as you, you mean like defensively, you like, who do you well, I even mean like the of? Cowboys defense against their, the Eagles offense. Like, do you feel like there's something that the Cowboys defense and Dan Quinn can take advantage, advantage of in terms oh. of the Eagles offense? Because again, like Driscoll, I mean, it, listen, if Driscoll starts <laughs> that arrow to, that you just drew, <laughs> listen, I've got it. She's got down. an X on this man's forehead. I feel bad. Like, X and O. I mean, when you start one. talking about, I mean, if my lotta, if my lotta can't go and Jeff Driscoll is there at left tackle, he gave up six pressures last week by himself. Um, yeah, find him. Figure it out. Find him. <laughs> and, I, and, and I expect for Dan Quinn to do that. Like, I'm just quite honestly, he he plays the matchup game really well, and he, just like what they did, what the Rams did last week with finding spots for Aaron Donald, I expect for him to move some of these guys around. Also, too, Dan Quinn has really shifted this season than what he did last year. If you look at the Cowboys last year defensively, they were running a lot of man. So you, that's why you saw some of the big plays being given up. But this year, they're running a mixture of zone. They're blitzing situationally. They're doing a lot of different stuff. And I think that when you're talking about a young quarterback like Jalen Hurts, there's going to be opportunities in there to confuse him and maybe get some plays off of that as well. So. I'm excited, too, just to see uh, specifically Trayvon Diggs. We've Tracking. talked about how much he has elevated his game from being a guy who can get an interception to a guy who is now a tackler like Mm -hmm. when you talk about someone who's racking up those tackles uh Trayvon Diggs comes to mind but I'm also interested as well to see how the safeties handle Dallas Goddard you know I think Dallas Goddard has really flown under the radar you don't talk about him a lot because he's a tight end in a room where we have names like Travis Kelsey 
George Kittle floating yes. around. Um, but I think he leads the league, if not in the top three, for yards after the catch, which, you know, can attack. Be, yeah, it's obviously can be dangerous. And I think that this will be a really good test for that three-headed monster with J. Ron Curse mm-hmm. uh, and the rest of the safeties. So I, I think that that's kind of what I'm paying attention to. And you have to, have to, have to put respect on the Eagles wide receivers. I spent two years covering Devontae Smith at Alabama and his Heisman season. The things that that kid is able to do, the way he is able to just He's a ball player, mm-hmm. y'all, and it's so much fun to see it elevated onto the NFL level as well. Uh, so I'm just curious to watch those matchups, specifically the secondary. That's what yeah, I'm watching out I for. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see if they have enough time to get the ball downfield. Um, but I do think he is the more du- nuancey route runner guy. Mm-hmm. And then A.J. Brown is just like 50-50, throw it up to me. And I agree with you. That matchup is going to be fun to watch because Trayvon Diggs has talked about He's talked about He's like, I like to play bigger receivers because it's like I'm big and you big too like and so um Donovan Wilson as well like if, mm-hmm. if they are if the Cowboys line up in their dot in their nick base nickel defense one thing about Donovan Wilson he likes to come down in the box especially with running backs he's gonna be hunting running backs so I, I'm curious to see a lot of people have talked about a possible spy um you know with Jalen Hurts lighting and his escapability the Cowboys have to contain this game and try to keep him in that pocket it kind of reminds me of like when you would play like an Aaron Rodgers you're like we don't want him to run out the pocket please (laughs) edges have to contain seal keep him contained um and and if he does escape in that a gap b gap like I talked about I think that we will see Michael Parsons play more linebacker this game and I like that I like that I I want them to set the tone early make him pay I love that. Make him pay. Now, I also think the pace of this game is going to be important for both sides, both offenses, because Jalen Hurts is going to speed that up as much as he can. Do you blame him? If you have a Micah Parsons on one side, you have a tank on the – I don't blame any quarterback that's like, get this ball away from me when you're playing the Cowboys defense, (laughs) right? But um, on on the flip side of that, the Cowboys offense, I I think Cooper Rush needs to be aware of the blitz that is going to come after him. And, And I think, again, that goes with, one, you establish that run game. Zeke, Tony Pollard, I'm talking to both of y'all. Get those yards. Eat it up, both of y'all. I want to see a uh, dynamic duo buffet with the Philadelphia um, Eagles with that run game. A dynamic. Can we, can we trademark we that? We just did that. A dynamic <laughs> duo buffet. buffet. Well, <laughs> You know, I want the run game to be established so we can get that play action and then use those weapons in the wide All you can core. eat, baby. I think yeah, communication is going to be huge too, though. Sis. Like we got a trademark. We got a trademark and, and, a, and a motto to go with it. But it. we talked about it. Like they're, they're practicing. Like Philly is going to be nuts. It's going to be crazy, right? So I they're think ready. also in this game with this young offensive line communication is going to be huge again it's not so much I I worry about it on the defensive side of the ball because they talk a whole bunch they talk a whole bunch but on the offensive with this offensive line this young offensive line Tyler Biotish getting the plays out making sure that everyone's in the right place McGovern Tyler they're going to have to because I really feel like um the Eagles do a lot. They do a lot post-snap with their defense. So, yeah, for sure. Love. All right, guys. Well, we have officially run out of time. Let's go. Um, I'm going to go ahead and leave you guys with some summary notes in general. I feel like it's going to be a little bit of slow and steady wins the race. Defense needs to show up and do their thing. I'm going to call it now. Give me the halftime adjustments. Those need to be fire this coming weekend because – I don't know. I just feel like it's going to be a close one, you guys. And special teams, like, listen, we all know historically I have a hard time with them, so I might be screaming Brett Maher's name in all the good ways, and hopefully I am right about that. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for joining us. We do appreciate you tuning in. As always, for Haley Sutton, Aisha Morrison, Justin Vares, I'm Kelsey Charles. This has been another episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, brought to you by Jigsaw Dating.
This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!